Welcome back to Idgits and Aspects. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 9, called Croatoan. We see Dean in a hallway at an urgent care clinic. The scene is super slowed down. He pulls out his gun and goes into a room. There's a rough-looking dude tied to a chair. He starts begging for his life and saying, I swear it's not in me. A nurse says, oh God, we're all going to die. Like, so dramatic. (laughs) What are you laughing at? (laughs) What are you laughing at? Oh my God. It's just the way you said it. was. (laughs) (laughs) How did I say it? I don't even know. It just tickled my fancy. Uh, Oh my God, we're all going to die? No, I swear it's not in me. (laughs) That's what she said. <laughs> I look at Michelle and she has just like got her hand clamped over her mouth and just like silently shaking with laughter. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So um, an- another dude in the room says maybe he's telling the truth. Dean says he's not him, not anymore. The tied-up dude keeps freaking out and says, ask the doctor. It's not in me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. I knew this would happen. (laughs) Why didn't I know it was going to happen? says I can't tell and he said <laughs> God damn it <laughs> Okay, you know what? We are so sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, we may act like adults, but we're not. <laughs> We are children, <laughs> and we are sorry. <laughs> okay, Dean says, I've got no choice, and then he pulls the trigger. So the scene goes all faded and flickers, and we see Sam laying on a motel room floor. The whole thing was a vision, and then we get our opening title sequence. <laughs> it's clearly very startling to him. Okay, <laughs> like, he just, like, comes to laying like, on the what? floor. <laughs> Did you pass out? Like, did you hit your head? What's going on? Right? So we cut to Sam and Dean driving to River Grove, Oregon. Sam is telling Dean about his vision and about how Dean killed the dude. Sam says, you thought there was something inside him. Hey, listen, it's not even me anymore. That's all you. This is your fault. I will take the blame. My eyes are watering. (laughs) I was trying so hard to show called coupling and it's a british show and it's it's oh my god there's an episode called the giggle loop and it's basically when you're at a, an event or some sort of situation where it's very serious like a wedding a funeral and and you're not supposed to laugh it's, it's one of those moments i'm dying it's okay drink Okay. So, so you're in one of those moments where you're not supposed to laugh, and suddenly, like, 
you realize that the worst thing that could happen right now is you could laugh. And dear God, you find that funny. <laughs> so you hold it in. You don't laugh. But then the thought of the, like, the fact that you almost laughed is hilarious. And you almost laugh again. But you manage to not. And then it just keeps building and building. And every time, dear God, it's funnier and funnier. And that's what the giggle loop is. Okay, so this one time. Yeah. I was in my, I think it was my math class, and this is probably, like, freshman, sophomore year of high school, and, like, I'm sitting there in the middle of class, I had zoned out, I had no idea what was going on in the class at the moment, and she was, the, the teacher was, like, talking about some variety of math equation or whatever, and, like, I just thought of something, like, I don't know, like, I had thought of something that was really funny to me, and it just, like, made me crack up laughing again, but I'm in the middle of math class, right, and there's nothing funny happening, but all of a sudden I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> totally, teacher's like, what is wrong, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm fine, you know? she's like, do you need a moment, and I was like, no, I'm good, you know, like, ah! yeah. and I was mortified, because I'm pretty sure... That the rest of my class thought I was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> not that it's I'm okay. not, but like, still. I think it's okay. At least it wasn't like a funeral or something. Well, that would be the worst situation. That would be the worst. Uh, I mean, like a wedding would be one thing. Like, in the episode of the show I was talking about, it happens at a funeral. Oh. They are at a funeral. Uh, it's so, God, you have to watch that show. I own all of it. <laughs> we will watch it. Okay. 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 <sighs> okay. <laughs> Um, uh, you thought there was something inside him. (laughs) Dean says, a demon? Was he possessed? All your weirdo visions are always tied to the yellow-eyed demon, somehow. Was there any black smoke? Did we try to exercise him? Exercise him. I can't say it right now. Exercise him. Did we put him on a treadmill? (laughs) Make him run? Take a carrot in front of his nose? Exactly. (laughs) Sam says, no, nothing. You just plugged him. That's it. (laughs) Dean says, well, I'm sure I had a good reason. Sam says, I sure hope so. (laughs) Dean's like, what does that mean? Sam, I'm not going to waste an innocent man. Sam says, look, we don't know what it is, but whatever it is, the guy in the chair is a part of it. So let's find him and see what's what. So we cut to River Grove, Oregon. The boys park the car in town and start looking around. Sam notices one of the dudes from his vision, um, not the tied up dude, but the other one, uh, sitting outside a shop working on a fishing rod. Sam and Dean say they... I thought I did too, but I rewound it and it was literally a fishing rod. I think he's huh. sitting in front of a fishing like store. Huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Sam and Dean say they are U.S. Marshals. They say they're looking for a young man, early 20s. He has a scar right below his hairline. The guy says, what did he do? Sam says, we're actually looking for someone else, but we think this young man can help us. Dean says, he's not in any kind of trouble or anything. Not yet. Dean notices a tattoo on the guy's arm and says, I think maybe you know who he is, Master Sergeant. My dad was in the Corps. He was a corporal. The dude asks what company, and Dean says, Echo 2-1. The dude says, Dwayne Tanner's got a scar like that. But I know him. Good kid. Keeps his nose clean. The guy says Dwayne lives with his family up the street. So as Sam and Dean are walking away, Sam bumps into a telephone pole and notices the word Croatoan carved into it. He shows Dean, who looks confused. (laughs) Sam says, Roanoke, Lost Colony, ring a bell. Dean, did you pay any attention in history class? That would be a no. (laughs) Yeah. Dean says, yeah, the shot heard round the world. How bills become laws. (laughs) Sam says, that's not school. That's schoolhouse rock. Did you ever see those? I saw... I saw the bill one. 
I saw a couple of them, I think, and I don't remember why, but I know I've seen a couple. They literally like played those videos in my school, like in elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. I think they might have, but I just don't remember like what it was about. Well, you know, we might have seen, I think we did see a couple of those in like elementary school Mm -hmm. for some sort of like grammar, you know, like that sort of stuff. And then I think we watched one maybe in like a history class in high school at some point, but Mm -hmm. just for like kicks and giggles, they're like, ha ha, this will be fun and get stuck in your head and then you'll remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember the bill one. Like that's literally where all of my knowledge comes from (laughs) when it comes to that, when it comes to laws. Uh, I mean, you know, if if that's how you remember it, that's how you remember it. Um, So he says, that schoolhouse rock. Roanoke was one of the first English colonies in America, late 1500s. Dean says, yeah, I do remember that. The only thing they left behind was a single word carved into a tree, Croatoan. Sam says, yeah, and there were theories, um, Native American raids, disease, but nobody knows what really happened. They were all just gone, wiped out overnight. Dean says, you don't think that's what's going on here. Sam says, whatever I saw in my head, it sure wasn't good. But what do you think could do that? Dean says, well, I mean, like I said, all your weirdo visions are always tied to the yellow-eyed demon somehow. Sam says, we should get help. Bobby, Ellen, maybe. Dean tries to use his phone, but he's got no signal. In the middle of town, too. Yeah, and Sam's phone doesn't either. So they try a payphone, but the line is dead. Dean (laughs) says, I'll tell you one thing. If I was going to massacre a town, that'd be my first step. Which means you should get out of town. I know. Don't <laughs> hang out there. No. Well, of course they're going to hang out there because of mean, Sam's vision. You know, right? it is. So we cut to... It is. <laughs> what? I just it is what it that. is, and I just didn't get the second part of that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That's cool. We cut to Sam and Dean at Dwayne Tanner's house. They knock on the door, and Dwayne's little brother answers. They ask to talk to Dwayne, but his brother says he went on a fishing trip up by Roslyn Lake. Sam asks if his parents are home, and he says that they are inside. Then his dad comes to the door. Sam asks when Dwayne will be home, and his dad says he's not sure. Sam's like, well, maybe your wife knows, Mm -hmm. but the dad says she's not here right now. Dean's like, your son just said she was, and the brother says, did I? But the dad says, she, I know, but then the dad says she's out getting groceries. So as Sam and Dean are walking away, Dean says, that was kind of creepy, right? A little too Stepford? Way too calm. Yeah. Sam's like big time. So they walk around the side of the house and peek through a window. We see the mom is all tied up. Her son whispers, it's okay, mom. It's not going to hurt. <laughs> then the dad comes over and cuts his son's arm. Then the son drips the blood onto a wound on his mom's shoulder. Sketchy blood rituals. Oh, yeah. So Sam and Dean bust into the house, and the dad runs at them with a knife, so Dean shoots him. The brother jumps out of the window and runs away. Sam had a clear shot, but decides not to shoot him, which I'm pretty sure was the right call. You don't just shoot a kid running away. I'm sorry. No. I mean, if they're coming after you, that's one thing. Yeah, Running away is not, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean arriving at an urgent care clinic. Sam is helping Mrs. Tanner inside. A nurse and a doctor greet them and usher them back into the room. Um, Sam says that she's been attacked. 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 I've been attacked. (laughs) I have been attacked. (laughs) Multiple times. (laughs) Uh, So Dean comes in with Mr. Tanner's dead body draped over his shoulder. The doctor asks, was he attacked too? <laughs> was he attacked too? <laughs> I tried really hard to say that right. <laughs> attacked. <laughs> Dean says, no, actually, he, he did the attacking. And then he got himself shot. 
Dean tells her that he's a U.S. Marshal. And we cut to the doctor with Mrs. Tanner. She says, wait, you said Jake helped him? Your son, Jake? Mrs. Tanner nods and said, they beat me, tied me up. The nurse is listening in and she says, I don't believe it. And she truly looks like she doesn't, which kind of pisses me off. She's like, I like got the feeling she was trying to tell, like trying to call her a liar almost. It was that kind of disbelief. I don't know. Like to me, it was just like a, those people would do that. You know, like clearly she knows them, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like a what yeah. sort of situation. I don't know. That's kind of how I took it. But Okay. I just, I just like kind of wanted to slap her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but even then, even if that's what like your reaction is, like you're a healthcare professional. Yeah. Don't say that, you know? Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? So Mrs. Tanner says, one minute they were my husband and son, and the next they had the devil in them. Sam and Dean go into another room to talk. Dean says, those guys were whacked out of their gourds. <laughs> Sam says, what do you think? Multiple demons, mass possession? Dean says, if it is a possession, there could be more. Of course, there's, that's one way to wipe out a town. You take it from the inside. Sam says they didn't see any of the demon smoke with the Tanners or any of the other usual signs. Dean says something turned them into something turned him into a monster. You know, if you had taken out the other one, there would be one less to worry about. Sam says, I'm sorry. All right. I hesitated. It was a kid. Dean says, no, it wasn't it. It's not the best time for a bleeding heart, Sam. The doctor comes in the room and wants to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Dean says he doesn't know. And she says, yeah, well, you just killed my next door neighbor. So please do share. Right. Dean says they didn't have a choice. She says, maybe so, but we need the county sheriff. I need the coroner. Sam tells her that the phones are down. And she says, I know. I tried. Tell me you've got a police radio in the car. Sam says, yeah, we do. But it crapped out just like everything else. Dean asks her how far it is to the next town. And she says it's about 40 miles to Sidewinder. Dean says, all right, I'm going to go down there and see if I can find some help. My partner will stick around and keep you guys safe. She's like, safe from what? And Dean says, we'll get back to you on that. Mm. So Dean starts driving and comes across an empty car with a bullet hole in the windshield. And I just wanted you to know, Rochelle, (laughs) that that bullet hole car was a Ford. (laughs) And it made me giggle for you. (laughs) The Chevy lives on. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So long, Ford. I was like, oh, Rochelle will be pleased. (laughs) Okay, listen. Like, I don't have anything against the people that like Fords. Right, I know, I know. You talked about it in another episode. I just, you know, I'd prefer a Chevy. Yeah. Like, every time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So he checks it out and sees pools of blood in the driver's seat, the passenger seat, and the infant car seat in the back. That was rough to see. I didn't remember. You see it first, actually. It's like the first thing he looks at inside the car. It's like a little baby. So it's not even like a like a toddler car seat. It's like a little baby car seat. Huh. It's very upsetting. So anyways, we cut to Sam hanging out with the doctor who is looking at Mr. Tanner's blood through a microscope. She says his body was fighting off a viral infection. Sam asks if an infection could make him act like that. And she says, none that I've ever heard of. Some can cause dementia, but not that kind of violence. And besides, I've never heard of one that did this to the blood. There's this weird residue. If I didn't know better, I'd say it was sulfur. Which is fucked up. Yeah. So we cut back to Dean driving. He comes up on a bunch of cars and people blocking the road. He stops a ways away from them because they all have guns. Um, One of the people... Uh, is the oh that looked really weird in my notes sorry one of the people um is the young tanner brother so someone suddenly knocks on the roof of baby which scares the poop out of me (laughs) 
I jumped a little, not gonna lie. I was like, ah, clench. <laughs> clench everything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the dude says, sorry, road's closed. Dean's like, yeah, I can see that. What's up? The dude says, quarantine. Something's going out or something's going around out there. Like, you know what it is, too, sir. Yeah. You you speak of these things like you know them. Dean's like, uh-huh, who told you that? And the dude says, the county sheriff. Dean wants to know if the county sheriff is here, but the dude said, nope, he called. Say, why don't you get out of the car and we'll talk a little. Dean says, well, you are a handsome devil, but I don't <laughs> swing that way. Sorry. Like, he's totally in it uncomfortable situation yeah and he's like ha, 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 ha. you know like, I know. oh boy <laughs> so the guy laughs and says i'd sure appreciate it if you got out of the car just for a quick minute dean says yeah i bet you would then he slams the car into reverse and starts driving while the dude is holding on to dean and the car um all the road blockers start shooting at them dean turns the car around and the dude falls away so we cut back to sam at the doctor's office Miss, mrs tanner says i don't understand are you saying my husband and Jake had a disease? The doctor said, that's what we're trying to find out. Now, during the attack, did you have any direct contact with their blood? Mrs. Tanner says, oh, my God, you don't think I've got this virus, do you? The doctor says, I don't know what to think, but with your permission, we'll take a blood sample. Mrs. Tanner agrees and then grabs the doctor and backhands her. She starts screaming and throws Sam against the cabinet. Went all crazy. Yeah, she charges him, but he knocks her out with an oxygen tank, which is kind of <laughs> awesome. I know. My note for this is crazy eyes got conked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, and she was crazy eyed. Uh. Right in the noggin. Yeah. So we cut to Dean driving back to the doctor's office. He comes across the master sergeant from the beginning of the episode. The guy yells at Dean, hands where I can see him. Um, at... I said that weird. The guy yells at Dean, hands where I can see them, while pointing a gun at him. The guy tells Dean to get out of the car, so he does. Dean says, all right, easy there, big guy. Then Dean pulls his gun on the dude and says, are you one of them? Dean's like, no, are you? The guy says, no. And Dean says, you could be lying. And the guy says, so could you. (laughs) Dean puts his gun down and says, we could do this all day. Let's just take it easy before we kill each other. (laughs) You put it down. No, you put it down. (laughs) You're lying. No, you're lying. (laughs) So the guy says, what's going on with everybody? My neighbor, Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Dean says, you've got a neighbor named Mr. Rogers. (laughs) Hold on. What sort of tiny little town has a Mr. Rogers? (laughs) Yeah. Dude says, not anymore. He came at me with a hatchet. I put him down. He's not the only one. I mean, it's happening to everyone. Dean says, I'm headed over to the doc's place. There's still some people left. The guy says he's leaving town, but Dean says there's no way out of town. The guy's like, I don't believe you. And Dean says, fine, stay here. Be my guest. So the guy gets in baby with Dean, and they point their guns at each other. (laughs) Dean says, well, this ought to be a relaxing drive. They don't trust each other. No. At all. They are, like, (laughs) mad eyeballing each other. Crazy eyes. Yeah. (laughs) They totally are. Don't you look at me that way. No, you don't look at me like that. (laughs) Shut up. No, you shut up. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Have you seen Brother Bear? No. So, Disney movie. There's these mountain goats that are, like, up on this cliff. And things echo back at them, right? And it's like... Yeah, you're stupid and then it's like you're stupid or whatever you know mm-hmm. back of it and then eventually he like gets so frustrated he's just like yelling like insults at the echo right and yeah. then eventually he goes i'm stupid because he was like trying to get it to say i'm stupid and then he goes you're stupid <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
I just had a brother bear moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so back at the doctor's office, the nurse, whose name is Pam, says, what if we all have it? What if we all go crazy? The doctor says, you got to stay calm. All we can do is wait. The marshal is bringing help. The nurse says she has to go and find her boyfriend. Sam follows her and convinces her to stay. Then Dean and the master sergeant arrive. Sam wants to know what's going on out there. Dean says, man, I don't know. I feel like Chuck Heston in Omega Man. Um, Have you ever seen Omega Man? Mm -mm. It's an old movie. It's written or it's um, it's based on the book called I Am Legend by Matheson, which is like an old horror book. Isn't that a movie too? I yeah, Legend? yeah. Is they it made the same I am, thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they made that with Will Smith. So I read the book and it mm-hmm. was great. I was so excited for the Will Smith movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it comes out. There's a fucking dog. Yeah, the German Shepherd. Okay, that is not in the book. No. I was yeah. pissed. <laughs> like I couldn't watch the movie because yeah. of the dog. I mean, yeah. there is a dog in the movie, but it's like already. I, if I remember right, it's already infected. Yeah, the dog like. I don't know. The dog's hanging out with the guy or whatever. The dog gets bit or whatever. You know, something mm-hmm. happens to the dog to get it infected. And the dog starts going all, like, zombie crazy on the guy. Like, yeah. And, it, like, you could see the dog, like, starting to, like, turn. And so the guy just, like, puts the dog down. Yeah. So that way it's not, like, you know. You know what? I, I think I read when that movie was coming out that no one on the set, like, cast or crew was allowed to interact with the dog except for Will Smith. So that the dog would, you know, have that bond with him. Mm-hmm. And then on, like, the very last day of filming, everyone was allowed to, to like, pet the dog. And they just, like, freaked out on him. And yeah. he was just, like, the happiest little pupper in the world. Yes! Yeah. All these people who know I have friends. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is the best day. So cute. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that the dog had to go for so... I mean, okay, to be fair, though, that dog was probably like, I have a job. You know, like, right. this is my person, I have a job. And then all of a sudden, everybody's friends with him, you know, and he's yeah. like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Such a cute dog. Mm-hmm. I love German Shepherds. Yeah, me too. Best dogs. So, Sarge... Uh, so, okay. So, Dean says, man, I don't know. I feel like Chuck Heston and Omega Man. Sarge is the only sane person I could find. Sam tells Dean about the virus and the infected are... Oh, I'm sorry. Sam tells Dean about the virus and how the infected are trying to infect others with blood-to-blood contact. He says, oh, but it gets better. The virus leaves traces of sulfur in the blood. Dean asks, a demonic virus? Sam says, more like a demonic... More like demonic germ warfare. Wow, I'm really fucking up all over the place. (laughs) Just, it's fine. We can keep recording. (laughs) But damn, I'm just going to blame my glorious handwriting. You're doing okay. Ah. Okay. So at least it explains why I've been having visions. Dean says, it's like a biblical plague. Sam says he went through dad's journal and found something on the Roanoke colony. Um, Their dad had a theory about the word Croatoan. He thought it was a demon's name, a demon of plague and pestilence. Dean wants to know why here and why now, but Sam has no theories except that it can spread. Then Sarge, whose name turns out to be Mark, (laughs) tells Dean that Mrs. Tanner is infected. He says his neighbors were strong and that the longer they wait, the stronger she'll get. Pam, the nurse, says, you're going to kill Beverly Tanner? Sam says, doctor, could there be any treatment, some kind of cure for this? She says she doesn't even know what it is. Mark keeps warning them that Mrs. Tanner will soon be strong enough to break out of the room they're keeping her in. But Pam says, you can't just shoot her like an animal. They open the door, and Mrs. Tanner says, Mark, it's them. They locked me in here. They tried to kill me. They're infected, not me. Please, Mark, you've known me all your life. Dean asks Sam if he's sure she's one of them, and Sam is sure. So Dean kills her. 
I mean, at least he didn't make her friend do it. Or his, yeah, her friend. Yeah. You know. Right. But. Yeah. So we cut to Mark looking out the windows and he sees a bunch of town folks staring at the doctor's office, which is super creepy. Mm. Then Pam starts freaking out because she dropped some of the blood samples and she's worried she got some on her. She appears just fine, though. So Sam thinks that they need to get to the roadhouse to warn people about the virus spreading. Dean says he's right and that the Night of the Living Dead didn't exactly end pretty. Did you ever see that movie? Did you have me watch that one? No, uh-uh. Night of the Living Dead. It's like the very first zombie movie. Oh, no. I think we've talked about it a few times, though. Okay. So I think how, you want to watch, have me so watch that movie. Can I just, like, totally spoil the end for you? Because he's just talking about the ending of it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so, like, at, so there's, like, a, there's, like, a couple people left in this, like, little house, like a farmhouse, and they've, like, killed all the zombies that are around them, and everything is good. They're alive. They're not infected. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene is them coming out of the house and, like, the Calvary coming Mm-hmm. You know, to like save them, mm-hmm. but instead of saving them, they think they're zombies and they shoot them and kill them. Ugh. And that's how it ends. That's the dumbest end to a movie I've ever seen. Well, and it's like the first zombie movie. That's like the very first. I mean, of its kind. You know. To be fair, how are they gonna know? But like, yeah, you don't just. I don't know. That's one of the reasons that movie is so famous too, is for that ending. You know, I but like yeah, it. frustrating. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Uh, Mark says, I'm not sure we got a choice. Lots of folks up here are good with rifles. Even with all your hardware, we're easy targets. So unless you've got some explosives, Sam looks at all the medical supplies (laughs) and says, we could make some, which I like. (laughs) Then someone starts panning on the door and yelling, let me in. It's Dwayne Tanner, the guy that Dean killed in Sam's vision. Mark asks Dwayne where he's been, and he says, I was on a fishing trip up by Roslyn. I came back this afternoon. I saw Roger Roger McGill being dragged out of his house by people we know. Is that Mr. Rogers? No, because his first name is Roger. That's weird, though. There's a Mr. Rogers and a Roger. Hmm. Hmm. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? neighbor. (laughs) Oh, that was a beautiful moment we just had. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We need to, okay, for our next episode, we need to, like, show up in loafers and, like, some sweaters. like sweaters you know? <laughs> and then change into a different sweater <laughs> i know this is my indoor sweater this is my outdoor this is sweater my traveling sweater <laughs> this is a sweater that Aww. i wear when i'm talking to these friends because on wednesdays we wear pink <laughs> yeah okay i swear i'm i might be totally lying but i swear that i saw an interview or read something that said the reason why he changed sweaters was that like his mom or his grandma or somebody in his life made him these sweaters I think I think I saw something like that too. And so he always did that so that he could wear them all. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really sweet. Yeah. He was just an amazing dude. Yeah. Like I I don't know. Like anytime I read anything about him, I just like burst into tears. Like I like I don't even want to talk about it because I'm gonna start crying. (laughs) Okay. I love that man. Okay. He was a good guy. Yes. Wasn't he in the Vietnam War? You know, I have no idea. I think that he was a sniper. What? <laughs> I'm not joking. Mr. Rogers, the sniper. I'm almost. That was a totally different twist. I am almost positive. Okay, I gotta look it up real quick because if I, I don't want to just like spread lies about him. <laughs> if, if he Rogers wasn't, is, I mean, I kind of like think that it's hilarious if he was. I mean, okay, not hilarious because of what he had to do, but like, you know, like 
just you think of Mr. Rogers as this like oh. super calm, you know, I don't know. It looks like Snopes says that is not true. Ugh. Somebody was spreading lies about Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Now we have something else to be irritated about. Right. <sighs> hold on. Hold on. Whatever. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad that I fact checked. He <laughs> was not a sniper. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So where was I? Uh, okay. So I saw Roger McGill being dragged off or being dragged out of his house by people we know. They started cutting him with knives. I ran. I've been hiding in the woods ever since. Has anyone seen my mom and dad? Uh, Dean says quietly to Sam, awkward. I mean, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dwayne sits down so the doctor can check out his blood and she notices a cut on his leg. He says he was running and must have tripped. Dean asks if anyone bled on him, and he's like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> so they tie him up. I mean, not in so many words, but... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. Uh, the doctor says... It, the doctor said it took three hours for the virus to show up in Mrs. T- Mrs. <laughs> I cannot do it! In Mrs. Tanner's blood. I'm just going to talk slow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sam pulls Dean into another room and says, This is my vision, Dean. It's happening. You can't kill him. Not yet. We don't know if he's infected or not. Dean says, Oh, I think we're pretty damn sure. Guy shows up out of nowhere, cut on his leg, his whole family's infected. Sam says, All right, then we should keep him tied up so we and wait and see. Dean says, For what? For him to hulk out, infect somebody else? No thanks. Can't take that chance. Look, my look, man. <laughs> I am struggling. Look, man. Look, man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> look, man. <laughs> look here, sir. I got something to say to you. I'm not happy about this, but if it, but it's. <laughs> I'm not happy with you. <laughs> when it's a tough job, and you gotta know that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sam says, it's supposed to be tough. We're supposed to struggle with this. That's the whole point. Dean says, what does that buy us? And Sam says, a clear conscience for one. Dean says, it's too late for that. Sam says, what the hell has happened to you? You might kill an innocent man and you don't even care. You don't act like yourself anymore, Dean. Hell, you know what? You're acting like one of those things out there. Dean tries to get by Sam, but Sam blocks him. So Dean grabs him and shoves him out of the way. Then he leaves the room and locks Sam inside. Which is super whack. Come on, dude. Like, really? Ugh, yeah. I don't know. He's, Dean is acting a little bit stupid. He's I gone think. bonkers. Yeah. So Dean loads his gun and goes into the room where Dwayne is tied up. Then it's the scene from Sam's vision. Dwayne starts begging for his life and swearing that he's not infected. Dean says, he's not him, not anymore. Uh, the doctor says she can't tell if Dwayne's infected or not. Dwayne starts crying, and Dean goes to pull the trigger. He says, I've got no choice. Then he points the gun away and says, damn it! I would pee my pants. Oh, my God. Let me just God. say that right yeah. now. Like, if somebody was, like, debating on whether or not to shoot me, like, I'd be like, ah! And yeah. I'd just, like, pee everywhere. The actor who played Dwayne did a really good job of, like... Panicking? Showing the right emotions. <laughs> yeah. Like, I believed it. Yeah. So we cut to Sam and Dean making explosives, which I really liked. <laughs> just gonna mix a little bit of this in here and a little bit of this in here and oh kaboom yeah that's one of those things where like i always assumed just from like tv shows that Mm -hmm. i would be in that situation one day (laughs) where i would need to like make my own getting out of handcuffs (laughs) yeah yeah 
<laughs> this was like one of those things that was like definitely going to happen in my lifetime. <laughs> so anyway, um, the doctor comes into the room and says, it's been over four hours. Dwayne's blood is still clean. I don't think he's infected. I'd like to untie him if that's all right. Sam's like, sure. Yeah. So she leaves the room and Sam says to Dean, you know, I'm going to ask you why. Dean says, yeah, I know. Sam says, so why didn't you do it? Dean says, we need more alcohol. Just say it's because you weren't sure. Like, I know. Honestly, how difficult is that? Like, it's not like you're saying, it's not even that you're saying that you're wrong. You're just saying like, oh, I had a doubt. Like, I wasn't completely positive. Right. Like, Like, he can't even like swallow his pride about that. I know. And it's not even something that it's like a right or wrong. I mean, kind of, but like, (laughs) still, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So Sam goes into another room to get some more alcohol. Pam, the nurse, is in there. Sam says, how are you holding up? She says, good. It will all be over soon. Okay, if somebody said that in that situation, like, run. Like, (laughs) get out. That is not a sane thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) So she says, good. It will all be over soon. She closes and locks the door. She says, in fact, I've been waiting for this the whole time. Sam's like, for what? <laughs> to get frisky or what are we I know. talking about, you know? And she says, to get you alone. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's what? this kind of situation. <laughs> then she throws him on the ground and straddles him. <laughs> Still this kind of situation. <laughs> she cuts his chest and her hand and rubs the blood together. Then Dean Busson shoots her dead. <laughs> shoots her dead. Shoots her dead. <laughs> Sam reaches out his hand to Dean so Dean can help him up. But Mark stops Dean and says she bled on him. He's got the virus. So we cut to Sam sitting on an exam table with everyone standing around him. Dean keeps asking the doctor to check Sam's wound. But Mark asks, what does she need to examine him for? You saw what happened. The doctor asks Sam, did her blood actually enter your wound? Mark yells, come on, of course it did. Dean says, we don't know that for sure. But Mark says, we can't take a chance. You know what we have to do. Dean says, nobody is shooting my brother. Dwayne says, he's not going to be your brother much longer. You said it yourself. Dean says, no one's shooting anyone. Dwayne says, you were going to shoot me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) now all of a sudden there's hesitation. Yeah. Dean yells, you don't shut your pie hole. I still might. Sam says, Dean, they're right. I'm infected. Just give me the gun and I'll do it myself. Dean, I'm not going to become one of those things. Dean says, Sam, we've still got some time. Mark says, time for what? Look, I understand he's your brother and I'm sorry. I am, but I got to take care of this. Dean says, I'm going to say this one time. You make a move on him. You'll be dead before you hit the ground. Do you understand me? Do I make myself clear? Mark says, then what are we supposed to do? Dean tosses Mark his car keys and says, get the hell out of here. That's what. Take my car. I you, mean, oof. That's, that's like a big fucking deal right there. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, okay, listen, like, he he must be thinking Sam is legitimately going to die. Yeah, and that he's legitimately going to die. Like, Probably. he's not going to need his car. Yeah, so like, here, I like you. You can have my car now. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. He says, you've got the explosives. There's an arsenal in there. You can go. You two go with him. You've got enough firepower to handle anything now. Mark is like, what about you? But Dean says nothing. Sam says, Dean, no, go with them. This is your only chance. Dean says, you're not going to get rid of me that easy. So Mark, Dwayne, and the doctor go to leave. The doctor says to Dean, I'm sorry. Thanks for everything, marshals. Dean says, oh, actually, we're not really marshals. She says, okay, (laughs) and leaves. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, wow, all right. Well. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So Sam's got tears in his eyes. 
Dean says, I wish we had a deck of cards or a foosball table or something. Sam says, Dean, don't do this. Just get the hell out of here. Dean says, no way. Sam says, give me my gun and leave. Dean says, for the last time, Sam, no. Sam slams his hand on the table and says, this is the dumbest thing you've ever done. Dean says, I don't know about that. Remember that waitress in Tampa? Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) That's a story I want to hear. I know. (laughs) I do want to know. It's like that song. Oh, what's it? The It's a country song. Like, I don't even know her name or whatever. It's like he ends up wearing this, like, one-toothed waitress, you know? Oh, no. Because he got so drunk one night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, is this a don't-even-know-her-name sort of situation? <laughs> or, like... <laughs> Anyways. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, no, I need a drink. Hold on. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. I know. Okay. <laughs> Sam says, Dean, I'm sick. It's over for me. It doesn't have to be for you. You can keep going. Dean says, who says I want to? I'm tired, Sam. I'm tired of this job, this life, this weight on my shoulders, man. I'm tired of it. But you're only in season two. (laughs) (laughs) You're still a baby. You can't. (laughs) I know. I know. Sam says, so what? You're just going to give up? I mean, you're just going to lay down and die? Look, Dean, I know this stuff with Dad. Dean says, you're wrong. It's not about Dad. I mean, part of it is, sure. Sam says, then what is it about? And just then, the doctor comes back in and says, you better come see this. They all go outside, and everyone is gone. All the town folk have vanished. So we cut to the exam room. The doctor tells Sam that it's been five hours and his blood's still clean. She tries to compare his blood to the Tanner's samples, but there's no trace of the virus or any sulfur in their blood either. Outside the office, Dwayne and Mark are leaving town together. The doctor says she's going to Sidewinder to get the authorities. She tells Sam and Dean that Sam's going to be fine. No signs of infection. Then she goes back inside. Sam says to Dean, hey man, don't look at me. I've got no clue. Dean says, I swear I'm going to lose sleep over this one. I mean, why here? Why now? Where the hell did everybody go? It's not like they just freaking melted. (laughs) Sam says, why was I immune? Dean says, yeah, you know what? That's a good question. You know, I'm already starting to feel like this is the one that got away. So they get in baby and they drive away. We cut to Dwayne and Mark driving in a pickup. Um, it's another Ford. I just wanted you to know. I noticed. <laughs> Dwayne asks Mark to pull over, so he does. Dwayne says he's got to make a call. Rut row. Um, Meg? I know, I know. He said that, and I was like, holy shit, are we in a Meg situation? That's, yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then he pulls out a blood bowl and a knife and slashes Mark's throat and fills up his bowl with Mark's blood. He swirls his hand in it and the blood starts to whirlpool. Dwayne says, it's over. You'll be pleased. I don't think any more tests are necessary. The Winchester boy, definitely immune as, as expected, as expected. (laughs) It's hard to say. (laughs) Yes, of course, nothing left behind. Then his eyes go demon black. So we cut to Sam and Dean parked by a river drinking beers. Sam says, so last night, you want to tell me what the hell you were talking about? You said you were tired of the job and that it wasn't just because of dad. Dean's like, forget it. And Sam's like, I can't. No way. Dean says, come on, man. I thought we were both going to die. You can't hold that over me. Sam says, you can't pull that crap with me, man. You're talking. Dean's like, what if I don't? And Sam says, then I guess I'll just have to keep asking you till you do. (laughs) What a little pill. (laughs) I know. Dean says, I don't know, man. I just think maybe we ought to go to the Grand Canyon. You know, all this driving back and forth across the country. 
Do you know I've never been to the Grand Canyon? Or we could go to TJ or Hollywood. See if we can bang Lindsay Lohan. Before or after the crazy? That's what I want to know. Okay. This is before the crazy, Okay, still not okay. I mean, no. Not okay, dude. But still, like... I think it was before the crazy. Before the crazy. And I still say gross. I mean, okay, I know a lot of people thought that she was, like, really attractive before she went all, like, bonkers. Yeah. So... There's that. She was a thing for a while. She was Same a thing, thing with like for a while. Hillary Duff. Everybody yeah. Everybody was in love with her for a while. Britney Spears. You That's know, true. Like... That's true. People right. are still in love with Britney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even after she went all bonkers. Oh, yeah. Listen, folks, stay out of Hollywood when you're a child. <laughs> oh, my God, for real. It will not end well for you more than likely. Uh, um, he says, I just think we should take a break from all this. Why do we get stuck with all the responsibility? Why can't we live life a little bit? Sam asks, why are you saying all this? Dean, you're my brother, all right. So whatever weight you're carrying, let me help a little bit. Dean says, I can't. I promised. Sam asks, who? And Dean says, dad. Sam's like, what are you talking about? And Dean says, right before dad died, he told me something. He told me something about you. Sam says, what? What, Dean? What did he tell you? And credits. (laughs) Dean is keeping secrets from baby brother. I know. I don't like it. Also, that was just like the worst fucking time for the credits to roll. I know. Like, come on. You can't do that. Yeah, that was... I don't know that they do that again in the series, like, at such an important, like, reveal, I guess. I think they do it a couple of times. I don't remember any specifics, but I feel like that's happened more than once. Well, it really irks my tater. (laughs) I mean, yes. (laughs) I was just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Okay. So my thoughts on this episode. Yes. Um, so when Sam is talking to Dean at the very beginning about like, here's my vision, blah, 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 you know, and Dean's like, I ventilated him. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't like get <laughs> until I was like, he means put holes in him. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I was like, oh, you know, like, ventilated him. I'm like, how is that? Whoa. (laughs) Oh, And it was kind of like a funny, like, I mean, not funny, but also kind of funny thing for me, mostly because I didn't get it at first. (laughs) I think that's hilarious. I feel like I should have gotten that at first and it shouldn't have been that funny, (laughs) but it was. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Anyways, um... Also, okay, one thing that really irritates me mm-hmm. is that, you know, Dean's all like, I would never kill an innocent man, blah, 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 going on and on and on about this, like, at the beginning of the episode. Like, oh, you don't have to worry about me, that I would never do that, and all this sort of stuff. And then when it comes down to the actual moment, and he's been warned about this moment, he just, like, ever all of that's just out the window. Yeah. Like, it's like, do you not remember anything that you said yeah, half it, an hour ago? It <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. <sighs> it drives me nuts. I mean... I don't know. I mean, I kind of get it if it weren't for the fact that he had said all these things already. You know, like, if it was just, like, a standalone thing where it's like, well, I don't really know, so let's, like, you know, if he's having this debate, which, I mean, he does. Yeah. On occasion. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one thing, but not right after you just got done saying that you would never do that. Right. Like, why? Right. I was a little surprised that he shot Mrs. Tanner even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there was the warning that she was going to get stronger and stronger and break out. But I think that 
I think that like a normal person in that situation would probably try, hey, maybe let's tie her to a chair and then lock her in a room. Like she was just like yeah. hanging out in a room, not in tied corner, up or anything. Yeah. yeah. Like you do know? something else. Yeah. The thing is, is though, I think that they were all afraid of her because she already had like hulked out as it were. That's true. Once, she did. So. She did throw Sam against like that cabinet, but Dean didn't see that. No. And neither did um, Mark. So, no. yeah. I mean, but Dean trusts Sammy, right? And if yeah. Sammy's the one, because Sammy's the like empathetic one, right? So right. if Sammy's the one saying like, dude, this needs to happen, then like it probably actually yeah. does, you know? True. Not like we're Dean if it's like, oh, we should do this. And Sam's like, um, you know? Like, yeah. Or we don't have to. Yeah. But, yeah. One thing I wonder is, did the bodies of the dead people disappear? I would like, assume so. I, I know mean, the alive people disappeared, but did I wonder if like the dead bodies disappeared too. They don't really say. They didn't say. The only thing that they talked about was um, the the blood samples because they still had the blood samples. The blood samples were still there, but the virus was gone from The it. virus was gone But the other it. town folk that were alive were all gone. I don't know. I mean, obviously they wouldn't be walking around, right? Yeah. So hard to yeah. say. That's probably like a... Well, because when the... Um, the doctor at the very end, she was like, oh, I'll call the authorities to get this cleaned up. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, the the one body at least was still there because, I mean, she would, I mean, why would you bother calling the authorities and explaining well, all this when there's no evidence? Well, maybe explaining why there's no one in town, why the town is empty of people. Yeah. It could have been that. I don't really know. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of assumed that it was like, let's clean this up afterwards. Yeah. I assumed so. it was bodies too when, yeah. she, when she said that. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It could be multiple yeah things like a just hey i should check in or you know mm-hmm. anyways hmm. so what's your favorite uh moment from this episode oh my favorite moment was when um Dwayne was like has anybody seen my parents and dean was like awkward <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because yeah they're both here and they're dead <laughs> like um also you shouldn't look over in that closet over there know. <laughs> yeah like that you're Five feet away from. Right. Uh, What was your favorite moment? Well, okay, so I had kind of two favorite moments. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One was when um, Mark and Dean were like, you put it down. No, you put it down. No, you put it down. And they're just like crazy eyeing each other with their little like guns out in the car. Just like, this is, what are you doing? Right, right. It was kind of funny. It was funny. (laughs) I just, it was just kind of like, okay, guys, like. We'll calm down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Just, whoa, calm down. Chill it out a little bit. <laughs> um, also, when the doctor was leaving and she or Dean was like, actually, we're not marshals. And she's like, oh. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> huh. She's like, this, she was just like, fine, I guess. This isn't the craziest thing I heard all day. And yeah. then she just left. You know, she's like, like, okay, bye. <laughs> there have been weirder things that have happened yeah. recently. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm just going to leave right now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, those those are my favorite moments. Um, so the interesting facts from this one: uh, the lost colony that Sam mentions is actually a real colony, uh, the Roanoke Col- Colony, also known as the Lost Colony, established on Roanoke Island, North Carolina, was a late 16th century attempt by Queen Elizabeth I to establish a permanent English settlement. The final group of colonists disappeared during the Anglo-Spanish War three years after the last shipment of supplies arrived from England. To this day, there's been no conclusive evidence as to what happened to all the colonists. Yeah. They just, poof, 
Yeah, I read somewhere that there there is a theory that the colonists were just kind of absorbed into the surrounding colonies. Yeah. That that's, I mean, that's one theory, but like no that one will ever know. sense. Yeah. I mean. No one will ever know, which no. is just bonkers. Yeah. I mean, I would not, I don't know. I would, that would be my first, where my mind would go first thing would be like, oh, they moved, you know? Like, yeah. Maybe there is something wrong in that area or they just decided they didn't want to be there and they mm-hmm. all just like standard off you know? yeah I haven't done any studying about that I feel like I read that there were there was like evidence of like you know meals left out but I could just be thinking of some random horror movie that I've seen so <laughs> so I mean, you never I'm know. probably lying <laughs> and thinking about something else but that's fine yeah you never know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> So the doctor tells the brothers that the next town over is Sidewinder. Um, It's a reference to the town of the same name, which is used in The Shining, where the Overlook Hotel is located. Yeah, you know, I read, I think I read on SuperWiki, it's it's like the same, the same thing, but they say that it's 40 miles away. And I think they say in The Shining also that it's 40 miles away. Oh, yeah. So it's more of a reference to just like name checking a town. Yeah. But... I mean, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Weird things happen 40 miles outside Mm -hmm. of Sidewinder, apparently. I know. (laughs) You got the 40-mile radius, and then you shouldn't go in that 40-mile radius. (laughs) Um, So Jared Padalecki has said many times that in interviews and at conventions that filming the scene where Sam tells Dean to leave him was especially hard. For some reason, Jared got very emotional and had to make an effort to dial it back because the emotion didn't serve the scene. You can like, tell he's he's like crying yeah, in yeah. there. He's yeah. like pretty wrecked. I I mean I think is this the first time so far that they've been in this type of situation where like one of them is dying, um, and the other one needs to like, or the other one need, like needs to leave knowing the other one is dying. I think so. I think so. And so this is just Jared like really feeling the brotherly love. Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, they are like. BFFs in real life. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, who knows by season two if they were just like, oh, hey, you're mm-hmm. cool, you know, or if they were like actually really good friends at that point. Yeah. But I I know I read somewhere or a couple of somewheres that they actually like lived together for a while. Yeah. Like they were roommates. You know what I read also was that, and I'm not sure like during what season this happened, but that they've only been... And I think I think Jensen told the story at like a convention or an interview, but they've only been in one real fight before, Jared yeah. and Jensen, and that um, they both left angry, and then Jensen went to go like fix it and saw that Jared was like crying about it. Yeah. And so they like worked it out, and they've like never fought since. Oh, isn't that just amazing? It's so cute. It just gives they me the warm squishies. Each other. I know. I know. Oh. Anyways. I love them. They're BFFs. Okay. <laughs> we just got all like ooey gooey. <laughs> I can't about... stand it. <laughs> I know. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I oh, love... this episode, man. I'm telling you. I know. I love their friendship. Because <laughs> I know it so well. <laughs> God. We're so in tune to their friendship. Oh, right. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so the research for this episode, so this town, um, of River Grove was near Crater Lake, like it was on the sign mm-hmm. for the town. Um, so I looked up some Crater Lake fun 
ghost-ish story awesome. stuff to see if I could find any. Um, so there's a couple. Um, this is on nationalparkstraveler.org. Um, it, just talking about ghost stories. Um, the first one is called Too Scared for Human Eyes. Um, have you ever heard a man describe a woman as being so beautiful it hurts? Well, it's a phrase that suits Crater Lake National Park perfectly. Just under 2,000 feet deep, Crater Lake is the clearest, cleanest, and deepest body of water in the United States. Filled with rainwater, the lake is so pristine and wavelengths of sunlight are able to penetrate so deep that the colors reflected back to our retinas are blues and purples of unreal intensity. <clears throat> Excuse me. To the Klamath Indians, it was a sight too sacred for human eyes. To their way of thinking, to gaze upon the waters was to risk death and lasting sorrow. Oh. Like, it's too beautiful, I might die if I look at it. Like, <laughs> what? That's amazing. <laughs> I mean... It is really pretty. I've it been is. there. I've been there too. Yeah. Once. I don't remember much. I remember the color of the water being like so blue. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, so according to Klamath legends, two spirits named Leo and Skell fought gory battles there. Um, Leo ripped Skell's heart from his chest, and Skell retaliated by dismembering Leo and throwing the body parts into the lake. Glorious. Okay. If my heart got ripped out, <laughs> I don't know that I would be able to. They're spirits, though. Oh. <laughs> They're not real people. I missed that part. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how realistic this is. Let me just, whoa, last ditch effort, grab, you know, no. <laughs> All right, well, that makes a little more sense. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so, hideous monsters gobbled up everything but Leo's head, but the lake still holds Leo's spirit. When stirred, he may brew up storm clouds. When angered, he may appear in the form of giant crayfish that climb out of the lake, snatch people off the rim, and drag them into the water. No fucking thank you. <laughs> One day, a group of friends were touring the lake in a rowboat when Miss Hattie Hatcher looked over the side and saw something really big swimming underneath the boat. That thing must have been a block long, Miss Hatcher told a reporter to the Fort Myers News Star in May of 2002. To me, it looked like a dragon. Frightened by what they had seen, Miss Hatcher and her friends rowed to shore and climbed to the top of the rim. They warned people about the monster living in the chilly depths of Crater Lake, but no one believed them. Oh, cool. It's like, Nessie? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> Nessie? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so this one, this is... I mean, okay, not that that's not a good story, but I think mm -hmm. this one's a better story. Okay. So this one's called A Ghost in Goblin Park. Um, ranger, th so this is a ranger from the park that's telling this story. Okay. So one of the rangers calls Crater Lake A Ghost in Goblin Park. Um, she says, it didn't take me long to see ranger, or the writer says, it didn't take me long to see the ranger's point. From the Indian legends of long ago to the modern tales of today, there is an undeniable fairy tale atmosphere to Crater Lake, a surreal landscape of enchanting moments and bizarre dangers. For example, in 1853, the first white guy to see the lake, a miner named John Hillman, was greeted by something extraordinary just beyond re just before he reached the crater's rim, a snow-white deer with pink eyes. So, oh, an albino. Oh, an albino, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but still kind of cool. You can show up to this place, like, that's super pretty, and then all of a sudden you see this, like, really rare animal. Oh, yeah, you know, that'd like, be totally surreal. you like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Right. I mean, yeah, pretty cool. So the ranger says Crater Lake Rangers often see campfires burning on Wizard Island. So there's this island. I told you it was Wizard it was, Island. I was like, yeah. somebody said it was a... I don't know. It, maybe it, that it looked like a ghost something okay. or something. I don't know. Um, so there's this island in the middle of Crater Lake that a lot of... That people call Wizard Island because it's like... Especially... So something else that I was reading said that like when it gets really foggy out, mm -hmm. the... 
the island kind of looks like spooky ghosty like yeah um so you know fun story um so sea campfires burning on wizard island the spooky island (laughs) Mm -hmm. but when they boat out there the rangers find no sign of campers no whiff of smoke and no scorch marks on the ground wow um one evening the ranger was patrolling the roads beyond or below the rim when she spotted 10 people standing around a roaring fire camping illegally in the forest far from the designated campground the ranger parked her car and entered the woods to contact the illegal campers but when she reached the site she could find no people and no campfire Wow. Somewhat distressed by the camper's furtive behavior, the ranger got behind a tree and called for backup. The two rangers searched all over, but they still couldn't find any sign of the roaring campfire or the ten campers that the ranger had seen just moments before. Crazy. When the ranger and her partner told the other rangers about their unnerving experience, they learned that the place where Ranger Ranger Kirwan, the one that's told the story, has seen the phantom... had seen the phantom campers was the site of an old park service campground cold spring um before crater lake was a national park the klamath indians used it as a temporary hunting and berry picking camp um but all of the so there's this is again her telling i think well i'm not exactly sure if this is still her telling the story but Mm -hmm. um so this one's about it's called old man it's an old mountain hemlock um it's 35 feet tall stands vertically in the water and has been floating in the lake since at least 1896 um traveling as far as four miles in a single day so it just floats around yeah yeah standing up all the time (laughs) that's so crazy (laughs) kind of weird um so you might be able to pick it out if you've got good eyesight Uh, you're basically looking for a grayish white um stub bobbing in the water mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's floated there for more than 100 years um one of the another ranger said we don't like to mess with the old man um in 1988, a party of submarine explorers feared that errant log might damage their ship. They harnessed the old man and hauled it towards the shore. As soon as the tree was tethered, the weather turned ugly. The wind blew, white caps formed on the surface, a current stirred. So the scientists released the old man, and within minutes, the weather went from angry to just fine. Whoa. Um... Rangers say that old man has taken a beating over the years. There used to be four feet sticking out of the water, and now there's only three. Um, the cold waters are protecting the log from decay, but a tattered old tree can't go floating around a lake forever. Um, so, you know, what's going to happen when old man finally sinks? Hmm. That's their whole, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, Crater Lake for you, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Some fun stories about Crater Lake. Um, yeah, kind of like... I don't know. It, it's interesting. I would have never, like, I feel like I vaguely remember maybe, I mean, I remember seeing the little island out there. Mm-hmm. It's been so long since Okay, I went to like, the island. Yeah. This was, I was with, Eric was with me, so it was sometime in the last 10 years. <laughs> last 12 years. It was more than, I'm going to say it was more than, like, six years ago. Yeah. I guess I could be lying. Definitely I, pre-Killian. Definitely pre-Quillian. 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 Yeah, so I went with my dad and his wife, Patty, and um, Eric and I. And we went and you take a, it's like a tour boat that you get on, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have to pay money to go do this. And you go out to, you get on, so you, you like hike down into the crater and you get on this boat and you, they kind of like tour you around a little bit and then you go to the island and you can kind of stomp around. It's it's a really tiny island. They have some like 
like huge kind of like service sheds in there and Mm -hmm. there was a ton of kids on this tour and I remember being so irritated by all these kids because the weather suddenly went like horrible and it started like raining and hailing and we all had to like take cover in these sheds to wait out the weather Mm -hmm. so we were stuck there for a couple hours jeez yeah (laughs) but and it was and it was kind of like a weird like despite the screaming rambunctious kids like a very mysterious kind of magical kind of place it was a Mm -hmm. really cool experience (laughs) really cool and I remember the hike like once you get back from you know out of the boat and you have to hike back up Mm -hmm. it is so steep like it's not long (laughs) it's not a long hike it's probably about 15 minutes but it is so steep that it's so hard to do yeah so anyways it was a really cool experience it'll be interesting yeah I you know I'd like to go back and see Crater Lake just mm-hmm. to, if nothing else, like to take pictures of it, you know, because oh, like yeah. back when I was in probably, I don't know what, middle school, elementary school or whatever it was that we did this mm-hmm. road trip or whatever it was that we were on, like I didn't have a phone camera and oh, yeah. a camera, camera, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure that it was just like, a, oh, hey, let's look at this, drink it in, take a mental photograph. And we're moving on, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I don't have any pictures from that. I don't, I want, I bet, I bet Patty does because she takes pictures. Yeah. Of everything, so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't remember having any pictures. I don't know. I sure don't have the same phone, so who even knows? <laughs> like, I don't even have a phone. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> also, did, I'm trying to think, the first phone that I had in late middle school was one of those, like, Nokia brick phones that didn't even have a camera on it anyways. Like, oh, really? I don't even know if the phones then would have, or at least when I was there, would have even had the capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. Not that I even had one anyways, but, yeah. You know. Huh. Anyways. Well, what was your idiot or ass butt <laughs> moment? Okay. So let me just say that this happened earlier. <laughs> okay. There was a spider. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> okay. Don't do okay. Don't freak out, but there is something crawling on oh your curtain. Don't do go, that. Go get Chris. Go, wait, pause the pause the podcast. Pause it. We'll be back. Okay, so I would just like to say that that was terrifying. <laughs> I, I did not mean to freak you out, but there was a big fucking bug behind you. Okay, listen, though. I start talking about a spider, and all of a sudden your eyes get huge, and you just point behind me like, what? And I'm just like, what? Because the first thing I'm thinking of is, Spider. You know, like, okay, just for the record, one. just for the record, I would have the same reaction if there was a spider or Satan behind you. <laughs> <laughs> like either way, I would just get <laughs> big eyed and start <laughs> pointing. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly also if Jensen Ackles was behind you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. I am really sorry. There was a big stink bug behind Rochelle crawling down the curtains. Green things. Okay, listen, they're not that bad except for that they fly. And I've had them fly at me many just, times. I, like when I'm in the shower, it yeah. is just terrible. Like, oh. Yeah. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it either. Okay. We are sorry that that just happened. And if I broke your eardrums, I really am sorry. I did not mean to. Okay, so go back to your 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 <sighs> earlier idiot or aspect moment. <laughs> okay, so we were what were we doing? Were we cooking yet, or were we just in the kitchen? I think we we're just in the kitchen. I think we were maybe drinking. 
it might have been the same. <laughs> I don't remember. But at any rate, so we were in the kitchen, and was it you that saw it? I think you looked up, and you're like, ah, there's a, and a and like, we both basically ended up looking at the ceiling going, mm-hmm. there's a spider, oh, and we're just like, ah! And it's you know, moving, and like, yeah. Chris! <laughs> right. <laughs> For the second time. I know. Uh, but... So it's like going up there and then it starts like crawling around, right? We're like, ah! And so there's a, the step stool was brought out. Chris goes and grabs this like wad of, you know, tish or what's the, the paper, paper towel. towel. Thank you. And <laughs> smashes it, brings his hand down, didn't smash it. It dropped on him. Like on his either like dark colored shirt or, or his, his dark, dark hair. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, ah! And he was like, I don't know where it is, guys. Is it in my hair? And we're both <laughs> we're like, like, I'm not touching you. And I start screaming at him to take off his shirt. <laughs> I've never told him someone else's husband to take off his shirt. But I was just like, take off your shirt. Take off your shirt. Take right off. Now. Take off. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> the shirt was tainted after that. So, yeah, it was a thing. And... It really was a high point in my life oh, because I've never had that much attention before from any female. <laughs> like a group of them screaming, take off your shirt. It was, it was, it was nice. <laughs> Worth I'll it. Grief. Okay, listen. <laughs> this is going to get edited out in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're keeping it. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, y'all. <laughs> You're famous now. Look at you. <laughs> Anyways, but <clears throat> yeah. So, and then, you know, he proceeds to try and, like, hug me and, like, stick his head on me. She was like, like, don't touch me. Do not touch me. (laughs) You've been tainted by the spider. (laughs) Like, it's not okay. Well, and so he's sitting there and he's like, you know, he takes his, like, overshirt thing off or the, you know, button shirt off. Yeah. And he's, like, shaking it out and we're not seeing anything. And then so he starts, like, kind of, like, going through his hair or whatever. And, like, I don't know how it got there, but all of a sudden we saw it on the floor and we're, like, and he's, like, oh, it's dead. No problem. And he starts walking away and then it starts crawling and we're, like, ah! <laughs> Kill it! Kill it! <laughs> I know. And we're, like, get rid of it. It was a whole process. And then there was teasing about, you know, oh, there's cobwebs in my hair now. And I was, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, it was one of those little jumping spiders. But it wasn't that little either. Like, and that was a decent size one for a jumping spider. Oh, for a jumping spider, yeah. Yeah, like, that's that sucker's been around for a while. Yeah, it was not okay. <laughs> it is not a baby spider anymore. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's yeah. okay. It ended up dead, and that's what matters. It's dead. It's fine. It's in the garbage can. Right. Would I prefer them flushed? Sure. But I'll take it dead. Right, <laughs> right. And I didn't even have to burn down the house. <laughs> Thank God. I didn't have to kill it with fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so what was your Ingenerasmat moment for this week? All right. This is a doozy. This is a doozy of an episode. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I, I got to say, this is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes uh, just because it's so bonkers. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of emotions. Okay, so I so in our in the state that we are in, Washington, it is legal to smoke marijuana. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. So it is something that I do maybe once or twice a week just to fall asleep because uh, I don't really like 
feeling high because I don't like being out of control like that. Also, folks, when I'm high, I cannot support the weight of my own head. So <laughs> it's not really like a fun thing for me. <laughs> it's like I can't. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the, the anxiety medication that I take is like an activating one. So it doesn't help me with like the lack of sleep that I do. So no. So anyway, so I usually like eat some pot chocolate or do the like, you know, the drops so that it takes a while. It takes like an hour for you to feel it. And it's like more of a body high, but we are trying to save money. So I was like, you know, let's just go buy some joints (laughs) and I'll just, I'll just smoke, uh, you know, I'll just take a couple hits and go right to bed. Cause you know, it's like an immediate high when you do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So last night, (laughs) so Eric went and bought, so, okay. He bought me a couple joints and the kind I smoked last night was called Haterade. (laughs) I mean, was that why I wanted to smoke that one? Yes. <laughs> so so we go outside and it's raining. So we have our like giant TARDIS umbrella and like our barbecue lighter. <laughs> and I'm like, it had a filter on it. I've never smoked a joint that had a filter on it. So I'm like really like puffing on it and like hardly any smoke is coming out of my mouth. So I keep being like, well, I don't know if I like got enough, if I got any. So instead of the like two hits that I wanted to have, I had six. <laughs> I was like, this is fine. You know what? It was not fine. It was not fine. Ten minutes later, I'm sitting in the room and I'm like, Eric, I have to go to bed and I don't know how. Like, you have you have to you have to literally walk me into Killian's room and put me to bed. And he's he's laughing at me. And, and I'm just like, I don't I can't lift my head anymore. You have to hold my head up. Like, help me. Yeah. Just help me. So I get in bed, I'm all situated, everything's fine. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. You know what? I am not tired. I was, and I had the indica kind, which is supposed to be the more relaxing, less like creative, stimulating kind. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be more relaxing and whatever. Dude, I just like closed my eyes and watched the colors change. (laughs) Like, I don't know what happened, but it was was literally hours of me just being like, woo. Pretty patterns. It's a kaleidoscope. I was just like, I was just like straight hallucinating. So I and I do not like that feeling. Okay, so I just got way too high. It didn't help me sleep. It was a bad experience, and that was my idiot moment. So (laughs) too much, too much, just too much. Next time, I'm just gonna try one puff. And see what that does. Yeah, because really, I only wanted to fall asleep. (laughs) I need my sleep. (laughs) Sleep is pretty critical when you've got an almost four-year-old. Yeah. uh, So anyways, (laughs) that was my moment. I'm ashamed. (laughs) Hey, listen, we make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Too much haterade. (laughs) (laughs) I said it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Dealing with our nonsense. I know. There was a lot of it in this episode. We are sorry. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.